élection présidentielle. That is exactly what we're talking about today, the French election. Tune in as I compare the two candidates, Macron and Le Pen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Deep Diving into the Wise, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Sarah, your host, and I hope you enjoy this new episode. So it's been a while since I last posted. I've been trying to plan this episode forever, but things got in the way. Anyway, I've been following the French election for quite a while. I had some research, but I realized that tomorrow, the 24th, is the actual election. I wanted to get this episode out before the election, because then what will be the fun in predicting what's going to happen and talking about the candidates if we already know who won? So, I frantically researched for the past two hours on the 23rd today, so I can get this episode out today. Yep, so I hope you enjoy this episode, and let's get right into it. So as usual, I'm going to start this podcast with the section, So What Just Happened? This is a section where I summarize what happened in the last month or so within one minute. So it's like a very quick debriefing of the month. Of course, I'm not going to cover everything, every single thing that happened in the world. Like, ooh, a cat was born. But here are some issues or some news that personally stood out to me. So here we go. Firstly, Ketanji Brown-Jackson was confirmed as a Supreme Court Justice in the U.S. She was confirmed Justice early April, and she is the first Black Justice in the history of Supreme Court. Three Republicans crossed sides to support her, and she was a public defendant before. Second, there was a subway shooting in New York. This was very terrifying, and there was shooting near Brooklyn on the entry. The man threw smoke grenades, then shot randomly. Though there were no deaths as of now, many were injured. The suspect was arrested later on. On the topic of the Russian-Ukraine war, the situation is changing every day, but Putin said that he was going to stop peace talks until the country surrenders. Especially in the city of Mariupol, Russia said that if the soldiers do not surrender their weapons, then they're going to kill every single person there, which is horrible. There was a Hungarian national election in early April, and the the incumbent Prime Minister Orban declared victory. Finally, the French election is occurring in April 24th, which I'll be talking about today. So now that's out of the way, let's get into the actual video. Hmm? Video? I meant podcast. So I'm going to first give you a quick breakdown of what is happening in France, what this election is about, etc. First of all, the current French president is Emmanuel Macron. He was elected in 2017 with a polling of 66.7% at age 39, the youngest in French history. Unlike the U.S., once you get elected, you have five years for presidency and you can run two terms. 2017 seems like ages ago. I will go into his details and his policies later, but right now he is running for his second term. On April 10th, the first round of the presidential election was held. So in France, there's two rounds of elections in the first round basically all the candidates are there and if someone gets absolute majority in the first round then there's not going to be any second round that person will already be president however if no one gets the absolute majority then the top two candidates are going to have a runoff for the second election there were 12 candidates but the main three were macron le pen and melanchon i'm sorry if i'm not pronouncing it correctly 
I looked at YouTube to see how to pronounce these names, but I don't know if I'm doing correctly. <laughs> they gained 27.8%, 23.2%, and 22.0% respectively. So the votes were quite close, especially for Melanchon, people didn't think he's going to come this far, but he was only 1.2% behind Le Pen. As there was no one who gained absolute majority, a second runoff will be held April 24th between the two top candidates, Macron and Le Pen. Now let's deep dive into the two remaining candidates, Macron and Le Pen. What are their policies and what were their tactics for this campaign? According to Politico, the difference between the two candidates is less left or right, but whether they're pro-EU or nationalist. In fact, according to some measures, Macron and Le Pen, both of them are right wings, but their policies differ quite largely, which I'll be looking at today. Let's start with Emmanuel Macron. He did win the first round with, I think, 27.8%, uh, but not quite with a high margin as he wanted it to be. He was in the Socialist Party, but started the En Marche Party from 2016, which is more centrist and pro-EU. As mentioned before, he is the incumbent president and he was elected in 2017. Some of his successes during his presidency were, one, fallen unemployment rate from 10% to 8%, though this increased slightly due to COVID, Two, extended welfare to one million more households. Three, made some dental services, hearing aids free, covered by insurance. Four, high government spending during COVID. Now, this is a little controversial because, yes, the death rates and infection rates were much lower than other EU countries and the government was quite involved. Some people didn't like the swift lockdowns that Macron did. In fact, 66% resented Macron for his COVID measures. However, he did have some failures in his presidency as well. The first biggest problem during his presidency was proposing a fuel tax. This led to a large-scale yellow vest protest in 2018 and his approval rate plummeted. The second thing is that although he said that he'll improve the economy, the industrial sector has continued to decline with output and employment. Finally, Macron also tried to increase free trade and increase more competition. However, the EU didn't listen to it and the EU competition rules to allow big mergers and state aid was not relaxed. These are just a few. There's much, much more. After all, he was president for five years. And of course, COVID really tripped him up in every single politician around the world because with COVID, he couldn't pursue his policies as much. He had to focus on reducing COVID, reducing deaths, supporting people, etc. His approval rating is 44%, while 54% disapprove. His approval rate has increased from April 2021, which was very low, 38%, but perhaps it's still not too high. The overall theme for his campaign this year is complete renewal, which he has been repeating many times reflecting on his failures of his policies and the citizens' unsatisfactions. He vowed to push ahead one of his most controversial policy, which is a pension reform. He's going to progressively raise the retirement age from 62 years to 65 years. He said that France needs to work more. We need to increase more productivity. However, I fear that this will really drive off a lot of left-wing voters 
who have voted for Melanchon. It could affect whether he could gain this presidency, as this increase in retirement age is quite significant. During his presidency, Macron has pushed for a ceasefire in Ukraine, and he has tried to show leadership in a global stage. This has positively affected his approval ratings, according to some sources. So that was something that looks good for his campaign. In the last few days, Macron has been highlighting his green policies in order to gain some left votes, which is crucial to ensure a safe margin. These policies include planting 140 million trees by 2013, pledging to build six new nuclear power plant stations to add to the France's energy mix of 75% nuclear. This is completely opposite of what Le Pen is fighting for. In fact, she is trying to reduce subsidies for renewable energy, and she doesn't seem to care much about the environmental policies. Now let's talk about Le Pen. Le Pen's father, Jean-Marie Le Pen, was the president of a right-wing group called National Front. But the father was kicked out after he made a very insensitive comment about gas chambers in the Holocaust. Now she took over, changed the name to National Rally, and she is the president of National Rally now. She has been an admirer of Putin, but obviously because of the current situation, she surreptitiously hid this fact after the war right now. She's trying to change the image of National Rally, adopting some moderate views such as civil unions for same-sex couples, accepting abortions, etc. Though she had much more right-wing policies and has explicitly stated to reduce immigration and Islamism, this election season, she kept her policies but softened her language a lot. She repeatedly used words like people, French, to create unity. Also, because of a very far-right candidate called Eric Zemmour, she seems more moderate compared to him, so improved her image despite having similar stances in the past. Her biggest policy, strangely, is quite more geared to the left, which is reducing cost of living. She wants to scrap income tax for all under 30s, reduce expenditure tax, value-added tax on fuel from 20% to 5.5%, and abolish tax on 100 other necessities, which is quite radical. I'm not sure if this could be possible, especially as France has higher government debt compared to other EU countries, and without tax, the government might not be able to function as well. Perhaps the most controversial policies include immigration and Islamism. First, she plans to put strict rules for entering France and becoming French. She created a new proposal called Priorité Nationale, meaning National Priority, and she wants the French nationals to be given housing and social services before foreigners. This has been her policy for a long time, but she phrased it more softly during this presidential election. Le Pen also wants to ban women from wearing the headscarf in public places and fine them if they wear it. She says this is because it will impose radical visions of Islam and change the France culture, I suppose. But personally, I feel that this is utter nonsense. This is my personal opinion, honestly. But I am against Le Pen, as you could probably hear from my vocal intonations. I try to be as neutral as possible, but 
I want to hear what you listeners think about these two candidates. Now let's talk about the expected polls. Before, analysts didn't even think Le Pen was a possibility. But now, there is a distinct probability that Le Pen could win. At the point of April 21st, according to Reuters, Macron has 56% of the votes while Le Pen has 44%. As you can see, the gap is not that large, and it could easily sway either way. It all depends on the voters who have not voted for Macron and Le Pen in the first round. Also, it depends heavily on those who voted for Melanchon because this was 22% of the whole population. Melanchon, who was the left-wing candidate, for his final speech repeated like three times to not vote for Le Pen. It was really funny actually because he was like, to ensure my message is taken clearly, I will repeat myself, don't vote for Le Pen. However, the key distinction is that Melanchon did not say to vote for Macron. This means that it is possible for this 22% of the population to abstain from voting or to hand in a white paper. It is crucial for Macron to get as much of the left-wing voters in order to ensure that he wins the presidency. On the other hand, Eric Zemmour, as I talked about before, a very right-wing candidate, told people to vote for Le Pen. He had around 7.1% of the vote, which is not as much as Melanchon, but is quite significant. Many analysts and I believe that many voters will abstain in the second round, especially for those for Melanchon. However, those who voted for those who voted for Zimor, they are more likely to vote for Le Pen, because he explicitly said to vote for Le Pen. I think some sources say that at least around 4% of Zimor's supporters will vote for Le Pen. Considering that candidates on either edge of the spectrum tend to have more avid fans rather than centrists, they will be more willing to vote for Le Pen in order to ensure that similar policies will be passed in the country. Thus, we really don't know what's going to happen in the election. I think more people are thinking that Macron is going to win, but it's not going to be a very easy win as last time. So that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed it. I know that this episode is not as of value because the election is going to be on the 24th. However, I think it's still important to understand the different candidates and their different policies because it could really affect the country. It also, I think, shows how the country is becoming more divided because Macron's vote is falling and this division could lead to problems and more issues in the future. Anyway, I hope you have a good day and I'll hopefully see you in another episode. Thank you! <laughs>